What's happening, everybody? What's happening, everybody? I know it's been a minute. I haven't done an episode in a while now. And, uh, you know, that's that's <laughs> I think a clever ploy of the enemy sometimes to get us so busy, so busy just living everybody else's dream. Watch, watch this. You know, now my dog want to start barking as soon as I start recording. See, it's, it's these kind of distractions, man, that is just so funny to me. But, you know, what's crazy is that sometimes when we see the the enemy at work, it should kind of let us know that if the enemy is at work and we can see evidence of the enemy at work in our life, then we have to know that there's an opposite end of that spectrum. If you can see the devil, you got to know that there's a God. If you can see hate, you got to know that there's love. So that's what kind of lifts me up, you know, being able to see the good even in the bad situation, man. So one thing I want to speak on to this afternoon is... Um, your dreams, man, you know, and, and I really, I really want to go there because I put up a post yesterday talking about, um, you know, our dreams and how everything around us, everything that has been created is somebody's dream. I was looking around my office and I realized that the ink pen that was in my hand was at one time somebody's dream. Somebody imagined an ink pen. It was a dream. And now we're all using his dream. I realized that that computer that I was sitting in front of was once somebody's dream. So uh, the air condition that was cool in my office was once somebody's dream. You know, everything around me, the car I drive was Henry Ford's dream. You know what I'm saying? This this telephone that I'm recording on right now was, you know, um, Steve Jobs dream, you know. And so you look around your life and you realize that everything that's in your life, everything that's in your surroundings is somebody's dream and you're living out somebody's dream. Somebody had that vision one day of the whole world using their product, the whole world benefiting from something that they brought to this planet. So I submit to you this afternoon. What part of your life is your dream? If you can look around the room right now and see everybody else's dream, everybody else's invention, everybody else's whatever. If you can look around your room, what are your immediate surroundings right now and see everybody else's dream? What part of your life is your dream? What part of your life is dedicated to what you want, to to what God has placed in you, what God gave you to bring to this planet? Remember, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you and had plans had plans. That means that he actually gave you something to bring to this realm with you. He put something in you to bring to this realm with you. And it would be a travesty for you to leave this realm and don't give it to us. Don't give it to the people. Don't at least experience it for yourself. You know, there's some people that got beautiful singing voices that only sing in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful singing voices that only sing in the shower. And you got to ask yourself, man, did God give them that voice to just sing in the shower? Or did he give them that voice to shower the world? Shower their local church. Shower somebody who needs to hear that voice, who needs to be lifted by the beauty, the vibration of that tone, that that it can bring healing to somebody just to hear them sing, just to hear them talk, just to hear them speak. Your gift is so much more important than you know it is, man. And so lately I've been getting caught up in the busyness of everybody else's dream, the busyness of my job, the business of 
other things I got going on and and only recording maybe one podcast every two weeks or every three weeks or so because of the busyness. But this is what the enemy does, man. He does little things like this to draw us away from our dream. And I just had a, a sit down revelation with myself yesterday. I'm looking around the office and I'm looking at everybody else's dream and I'm asking myself, which part of this is mine? What part of the day do I dedicate to my dream? We work on jobs and you can work on your job all day long. I never tell anybody to quit their job to chase their dreams. You can chase your dreams while you're still working. You know what I mean? You got bills, you got kids, you got whatever. You need to run up a bag somewhere. So you can chase your dream while you're still working. But if you can give somebody eight, nine, ten hours on a job, you can at least devote one or two hours to your dream every day. One or two hours to your vision every day, one or two hours to that thing that brings you the most peace and the most joy, because you know that that's that thing that nobody else can do like you. There might be other poets out there. There might be other singers out there. There might be other artists out there. But none of them have what you have. And that's the uniqueness that is you, the uniqueness that is God's spirit dwelling in you. And, and that is expressing itself in this realm in only a way you can because you are an original. And when you concentrate on being an original, nobody can top you. Nobody can even compare you to anything because you're the first example of what they're seeing. You know, if, if you waste your time trying to be like somebody else. They can always compare you to what you're trying to be. They can compare you to Mary J. They can compare you to J. Hud. They can compare you to uh, this artist or that actor because you're trying to be them. And it's obvious that you're trying to be them. But if you come out and you're completely original with the gift, the original gift that God has given you, there may be other people in that field. There may be other people on that road, but nobody is doing what you're doing because you're the only one that God gave that specific design to. You operate in originality and there is absolutely nothing to compare you to. The only fight you will have to fight is the fight in your own mind. You will be your own worst critic. And when you learn how to silence your own fears, amen, you learn how I heard this today on somebody else's podcast to not consent to fears. Catch that not consent to fears. In other words, when when fear comes, you say yes. Consent means yes. Or I agree with. So when fear comes. You know, first of all, fear is not a real thing. Fear is something that is actually welled up from the inside of us. We get certain stimuli, certain things that happen to make us fearful, but our own bodies have to generate the fear. And so when our bodies generate the fear, you have to give that fear consent. And if you give that fear consent, then that fear can they, that fear can then control you. That fear can then stop you dead in your tracks. So it, it was so and the person that said this today, she said it almost like nothing she just said it in a conversation but i caught it it just jumped out at me like we shouldn't consent to fear so I'm, I'm just throwing that out at you today to not consent to that fear that's telling you to stop that's telling you to not be original that's telling you to not walk in your dreams you need to find your and and look man the real reason that i'm really heavy on this is because i was watching an interview with elon musk last week and y'all know who Elon Musk is, the Tesla guy, right? They got all these billions of dollars. And he was actually talking about his vision for the world. He was sitting there saying that I, I, I you know, he talks crazy. He talks like a robot almost. I can I, I see the world being this way and us having clean. I see the world being. And so what he was actually saying is I have a dream for what I want the world to be. 
Now, what's dangerous is he has the money, the power and the means to actually form this world into what he wants the world to be. It's a vision and a dream in his own mind. And he has the power and the ability to form this world into what he wants it to be. So think about that. In the next 10, 15, 20 years, we'll all be living that one man's dream. Right now, we're actually living some other man's dream, some other rich, powerful man that had a vision for this world through the Industrial Revolution. What what he saw 2020 being, 2022 being, and we're living these other people's dreams. So I submit to you today, when are you going to start living your dream? See, see, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, man, was when Paul realized that everything that was going on around him was somebody else's dream. Everything that was going on around him was somebody else's dream. When he got introduced to Christ on Damascus Road, it introduced him to his ability to dream, his ability to see or to bring to his remembrance the things that God placed in him before his birth. And that's when he set out on this crusade to save the Gentiles because he realized his dream. He realized what God had given him and he devoted all of his zeal. He was zealous, which means he he gave his all. He was zealous before he even became a, 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 a champion for Christ. And watch this. God used that same zeal. He never changed who Paul was. He used that same zeal and channeled it towards working for Christ. Just like the story of Peter in the post that I put up today that Peter was a fisher of men. So God used that same skill set, that same ability to draw, that same ability to get huge crowds of fish. God said, I'm going to use that same skill set and make you a fisher of men. You ain't going to be catching fish no more. You were dreaming too small. But since you've had this encounter with Christ that has, has dropped the scales from your eyes. Now you see that you weren't even dreaming big enough. So I'm going to ask you that. Are you dreaming big enough? Are you dreaming big enough? I can promise you that whatever you're doing right now, whatever you've been doing up to this point is simply practice for what God has for you. You've been getting ready for what he truly has for you. And now if you're willing to dream, if you're willing to realize that everybody else's dream is being lived through you and now it's time to live your own dream. I can promise you that God is ready to bless you beyond what you can even imagine if you just allow him to. If you just like we said, don't consent to fear. Well, you can consent to God. Say yes. That's all he wants. And remember the. Faith without works is dead. So when God gives you the vision, opposition is going to come. Because if you throw it out there into the atmosphere, if you say anything, if I, I, I declare to do this, I'm going to do that, the opposition is going to come. But God allows the opposition to come because the opposition actually tests you. And you need to be, watch this, God will not bless you with anything until he tests you first. Because he wants to know if he can trust you or what he's about to hand you. He wants to know if he can trust you with what he's about to hand you. So he guess what? He, he tests you first. Just like if you're about to say you're about to swing across on a, a rope, right? So when you get up on that platform and you're about to swing across on that rope, aren't you going to put your weight on it first to test the rope first? You want to test the rope before you actually let go and give it everything you got. So guess what? God allows the test to come right before he bless you. Be prepared to dream, man. 
be prepared to walk in your own dreams. Look around your surroundings today. Do this for me. Look around your surroundings today. Identify everything that is somebody else's dream. I can promise you that if you were to write it down with a pen, (laughs) that you would run out of paper. Identify everything in your immediate surroundings that is somebody else's dream. And then ask yourself a question. What part of this is my dream? God bless you guys. I love you. Y'all hang in there. This is former President Obama. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Head Little Boy podcast. Yes, we can.